Although, although every, every event with that horse is an emotional journey. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. We're excited to announce that Major League Eventing is working with Danny Warrington of Land Safe and Buck Davidson and certified athletic trainer Mike Plata. Uh, they're putting on a super clinic here, and it is uh, called Bringing Safety to the Forefront. And it's going to be held at Buck's Farm in Ocala, December 28th through the 30th. Well, that sounds awesome. Let's let Danny and Buck tell us a little bit about it. I'm Danny Warrington. I'm here with Buck Davidson. Hi, guys. We're super excited to uh, announce the clinic that is uh, going to be at my farm in Ocala, Florida, uh, December 28th through 30th. This clinic's a really unique clinic. We're bringing LandSafe, Reducing Rider Risk Program, and joining up here with Buck with his defensive riding skills. You all have seen Buck make some great and incredible saves over the years. Um, he's known for his grittiness, and he's going to try to help you develop some more defensive style to help you stay on so you don't need our program. Yeah, we're lo- really looking forward to having a great, fun weekend uh, just before the New Year's. And um, I think we're gonna, you're going to find uh, that it's not only educational, but hopefully a lot of fun. Yeah, Buck's bringing the fun aspect of it. We're bringing down a, a physio guy named Mike Pilato. Mike did a lot of work with Charles Owen um, back in the day, developing concussion. Um, he's a physical trainer, and he's going to develop a program to help you with any, any, any weaknesses you might have or any, any special needs you might have. Um, we're going to Buck, Chef Buck here is going to cook you dinner on Saturday night. Um, and uh, good jumps, good times. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a, a great sort of holiday vacation, and uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of people out there. If you're interested at all, please go to the website, www.landsafeequestrian.com. Click on the clinic here, Bringing Safety to the Forefront series. Um, this is our first one. There's very limited space for the first one, and then we're going to go on a national tour next year. So check out the website. You have all the information there. You can book a book a ticket, reserve your spot early, because we believe this is going to be one of the best clinics ever done. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And on today's Major League Eventing Podcast, Karen, yeah. we have a very special guest. Uh-huh. She's a Canadian eventer. Nice. Yep. So I love our Canadians. Uh, Dasha Ivan Davis with us. Awesome. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, uh, Thanks for yeah, coming on, Dasha. We're very excited to have you. Uh, are you one of those French-speaking Canadians, by the way? God, no. I, I, I learned it in school up until the eighth grade, and then I stopped. And you just <laughs> forgot yeah. it all. Well, no, I can get by. <laughs> if I go to France, they speak a little too quick for me, so I don't quite... <laughs> I don't quite flow with that, but I, I speak a little Spanish, actually. Oh, oh okay. well, you got it. Yeah, that's that's helpful. That's helpful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, yeah. where are you talking to us from now? Are you in Canada? Uh, currently, I'm sitting in my tack room in Middleburg, Virginia. Middleburg, Virginia. Yes. Yep. Yep. Made the move here officially since I've been here. July, middle of July, let's say, let's call it that. Yeah, moved down here from the Great White North. And we're and you, so you're you were training in Canada in the summer season. Yep, I was training in Canada basically from. Uh, we would go to Florida just because of the cold. We'd leave November, middle of November, and come back like middle of April. 
because of the because of the cold weather. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the time was spent up in Canada. Um, so I'm definitely loving the weather down here right now. Oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a it's a warm October. So the uh, so you're in Virginia. Where now? Where, whereabouts are? Do you have your own farm? Or are you stationed? Where are you? No, I'm actually at Marianne Gadbands uh, in a chestnut run farm in the plains. So Marianne Gadband owns horses for a Lynn Samansky, and I'm sure some others as well. I don't quite know the details of that, but okay. um, yep, she's she's a great landlord, and I'm based out of her farm, which is absolutely stunning. Awesome. <laughs> Definitely don't have the hills up in Canada, so it's a change of pace here for <laughs> sure. Do you think? Do you? Um... Now, now that you've been there a little while, are you seeing a little bit of the fitness for the horses? Is that are you? Seeing oh my god! A month in, and my horses are completely different. Like wow. their conformations wow. have changed drastically. Their fitness has gone way up. It's unbelievable. Honestly. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's, the hills work. Yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. The hills work. Are you <laughs> oh, like? Yeah. Are you galloping hills, or is it just your terrain there when you cross country school is hilly? So that's enough. Everything, or? everything. Gotcha. So our farm is actually situated kind of on a hill. So the 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 barn is in the middle of the hill, and and there's a hill on either side basically. So the gallop track goes from the bottom. Then I'd say it's a it's a mile long track. Um, nice. with kind of up and down parts to it. Yeah. And, okay. and with a little cross country course on it. So it's, it's walking, it's trotting, it's doing flat work on the Hills. Wow. I'm basically out there. I'm out there every single day if the weather permits it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is awesome. And are you now, how old are you Dasha? I'm 22. So you're 22. Are you a hundred percent out on your own or, um, well, in terms of creating a program, I've got the help of Lynn Samansky now. Okay, Ooh, um, good help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Yeah, I'm very lucky. I have to say, it's a, definitely a change of pace being in this kind of program. I mean, uh, doing the horses on my own. Yes, I uh, I basically just lease the farm space and I I do the um, all the chores and all the care for my horses by myself. And I basically create a schedule and then I I text Lynn. Uh, kind of in the beginning of the week, and we make a little plan, and it's it's definitely been great. It's kind of on my own, but with the guidance of creating a long term plan with Lynn. Got a little training wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like training wheels. You know, it's it's more creating a show plan and a, and a gallop schedule, and you know, she helps me out because again, with the hill being in, my gallops have changed a little bit with okay. what I've been doing up in Canada on more of a flat surface versus a really nice hill. Gotcha. Um, so it's just readjusting to kind of uh, this kind of terrain and, and weather. Yeah, so, that's yeah. Right. awesome. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting couple of months, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you were you on your own when you were in Canada? Like, is this going? Is this like actually going out on your own your first time, or were you on your own in Canada? No, actually, I was based out of Anita Nemtin Gilmore's place. So she's uh, she was uh, a Hungarian eventer, actually. Oh. Um, but yeah, she rode for. Uh, she was Canadian. But she rode for Hungary um, in ninety in the ninety six Olympics, I wow. believe. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so she had a little. She had a farm and has a farm still. I'm, yeah, she's a good friend of mine. And I was based with her. And so my my horses were at her farm. So the care of the horses were was taken care of by her. And then I would come in for lessons and riding and whatnot. So so now going out on my own with the care of the horses has been new to me. 
Um, but I've always had some sort of guidance in terms of creating a plan for the horses. Gotcha. And do you have anybody yeah. working with you? Or are you doing, you're like shoveling everything yourself? I, I am shoveling myself so far. Yes. <laughs> um, so right now I've got four horses of my own and I've got one horse in training. So for me, five horses is quite easy. I have to say, like, I still get an hour and a half of lunchtime where I can do my own thing, run errands. Oh, you got lunch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got lunch. I got lunch. I've got, I've got, I've got a pretty easy schedule, I have to say. I so think it works. Yeah. You said you have one horse in training and then four yeah. others. that Are they young or are they just off right now? Um, so I've got um, – they're mixed level. I've got one that's gearing up to do the Virginia two-star. CCI two star. Okay. Um, I've got one that's young that just upgraded to the new modified level. Um, he's a young Irish horse. I've got an, a 16 year old campaigner that I've had for 10 years. He ran up to the advanced level and he actually got unfortunately kicked in the hawk this summer. So yeah. he's kind of had a, yeah, an off season. Um, but I'm hoping to gear him back up and get him running advanced again next spring. Nice. And I have a young mare who I'm gearing up to sell when I head to Florida, uh, who did one star and she's kind of, she, she's, she's a very fancy horse, but I don't think she wants to be an upper level horse. So I think she'll make an amateur very happy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. some of those horses are worth a a, a, a lot of money to the right amateur. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, she's 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 a lovely horse. I am actually very sad to sell her, and I'm kind of in denial about it. <laughs> I like to hoard my horses a little bit, but, <laughs> but I know that she won't make it to the top. But so I gotta gotta cut some of those out. But it, yeah, it's sad. But you know, that's that's where the sport goes. Gotcha. For someone trying to do it. And do you own these horses, or do you have owners? Uh, yes, I own them. I am lucky that my lovely parents support me. Nice. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've helped me very much along the way. So I have been lucky enough to not have to deal with any owners. Um, so, so I, I can't be more <laughs> grateful for, for my parents for the support because honestly, like I've heard some horror stories about owners, so I'm glad I have not gone down that path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. And what yeah. about your place in Ocala? Um, so actually, I don't have a place in Ocala. I tend to just kind of look during the summer and rent a place. Uh, I think this year I'm actually going to Alex Green's place. Uh, she has a separate little Shedro barn and a wonderful facility. And she's been kind enough to offer it up to me. So I think I'm going to jump on that opportunity because I, I love her as a rider and a person. And I think she's a great person to have around, you know, for an eye on the ground and, and help with other horses and just as a friend. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I'm, sure. yeah, I'm excited for that. That's going to be a new step. We've, I've kind of stayed at different places every year in Florida just because I would like to buy a farm there eventually because I think that's definitely a, a step worth taking with Florida being what it is. Um, but I'm not there yet. So for now, I'm, I'm jumping between places. Have yeah. you ever done the Aiken thing? I have not. Aiken is way too cold for me. <laughs> From Canada um, and Aiken's too cold. Yeah, she's a Canadian. <laughs> I, I'm a Russian-born Canadian, uh, which is more ironic. Yeah, you, yeah. Should, you should really be like – 
out there yeah. in a t-shirt in December. I, I have to say Florida has definitely ruined me. I get cold when October, like currently in Virginia, the weather is not that bad. And I am sitting in like a turtleneck sweater <laughs> and a jacket. Like I am cold. She's soft. She's softened yeah, up. I am soft. I thought the Russians were hardy. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I used to be, trust me. But Florida has ruined me. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of my akin. I'm scared. I, that one winter of pine top where everything froze over, I refuse. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do it. So yeah. one thing we like to do is uh, hear your origin story. And uh, so how did you get your start in riding? Um, so funny story. I actually, I, so I have no family who rides. It wasn't like I was born into it. I, uh, my best friend and I, so I used to play tennis and she and her sister decided to go for a horseback riding lesson and I happened to tag along and I sat on a horse while I was there and I kind of fell in love with it and and they did not. <laughs> um, and <laughs> my funny. best friend actually, I taught her how to play tennis and she brought me into the horses so we kind of switched switched what we were doing and now now she's kind of going off and being a tennis pro and I'm stuck with the horses. Yeah, and that's that was, I, I want to say that was 12 years ago now. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, yeah, and I kind of, I, I jumped into the eventing right away. It happened to be a barn that specialized in eventing and there I was. And this was in Canada. Yes, this was in Canada. Yep. And then how long from like your first ride until like mom and dad bought you the first horse? Uh, a year. Within a year. year. Okay. So yeah. a year's actually pretty good. Like, so mm-hmm. you were doing the barn rat thing for that year and. Well, it was more being uh, thrown onto horses I did not want to be on and getting <laughs> a little bit scared into it. And then I actually bought a horse that was – he was passed down between kind of generations within our barn. So he – I got him when he was – I think I – I think he was 15 and he was just a schoolmaster little pony mm-hmm. and he brought three other girls through the levels at her barn. So I was the next one to get him and he introduced me to training level of eventing. So that, you know, you know, it was, it was a very fortunate start. I have to say, cause he was one that was very easy to jump and take around cross country. He, he was just a heart of gold type of pony and That's point cool. and shoot. Yeah, he was not good on the in the dressage. Like he made you work for it. So I learned, <laughs> I learned quick how to put a horse in a frame. <laughs> yeah. He was he was a Connemara cross. Yeah, he was a Connemara cross little thing, and he would not put his head down to save the world. Like it was, <laughs> it was a battle every day. But but I had him for I think two years. By the end of that second year, I knew, I knew how to put him in a frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you eventually went on, like you did like Young Riders and you were successful. Yeah. yeah, I did Young Riders in 2012 and 13. Uh, in uh, 2012, I did the One Star Team. And 2013, unfortunately, Canada did not have a team to send. So okay. it was just me and Haley Laframboise as individuals for the Two Star. Um, and both times I went on my old advanced level campaigner uh auto retech so he he, yeah he took me i've had that yeah like i said i had the horse for 10 years he's definitely taught me most of what i know i don't know if that's good or bad how old is he now he will be uh 16 next year oh so he's still 
Yeah, he's still. That's why I say I, I am hoping that he will come out swinging next year with his little time off and feeling fresh with this amazing fall weather. I think he I think he will definitely come out swinging in Ocala and hopefully we can get a few more three stars out of him. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like we uh, I, I'm always interested in hearing how people came up and how they got their horse. Now, when did you at what point in time did you start like? getting serious about this or did you um that's a like did you finish high school and then just start full-time or how did you i was kind of going full-time throughout high school so i never did the whole high school party after school experience with friends and whatever i was picked up at 245 when the bell rang and i was taken to the barn and I stayed at the barn till seven or eight whenever my parents got off work and could pick me up. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was the first barn I was at was a hectic program, I have to say. Um, it definitely taught me a lot, but I think it also drained a lot out of other people that didn't want to necessarily do it professionally. But I was kind of one of the only few that stuck around to see what could happen if I you know, eventually grew up and moved on from there. Gotcha. Um, whereas a lot of my, my other friends, unfortunately, didn't get to the point and just quit riding. So I kind of, I think I pushed through and, you know, never was into, I mean, I, I had friends in high school, I'm not saying that, but I never did the whole, you know, parties, sleepovers, weekend things. I was always at a horse show or at the barn. And I think that definitely taught me, how much time this is going to take and i i never left <laughs> gotcha yeah. yeah how about that that's yeah. pretty cool so 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 now you, like the current business now is basically are you it's from what it sounds like you're just straight like competition barn trying to or are I, you trying to are you trying to I'm bring trying. on horses i'm trying i'm like I said, because I, I don't have owners, my, my parents are the support system, so they're kind of hoping that I get on a, a few horses to <laughs> cut some expenses. Little do they know that that probably won't help. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We were trying to do the math, and it's like, how many horses do you have to have in training to actually break even? Too many to yeah. count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, too many to count. So uh, That's funny. Yeah, they don't quite understand just because they are not horse people whatsoever. That's probably better. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe not. Maybe not. Karen, may, well, Karen disagrees. It, it, it's it, a, 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 I agree and disagree. I agree in the sense of, you know, just stay out of it completely and hope like oh their daughter's doing something she loves. But at the same time, they don't quite understand what all the expenses go into producing a horse. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, why oh, yeah. does this horse need all these? shots and injections yeah. and you know sell it and get rid of it and you know i'm like no it's it's a competition <laughs> horse that's what they need <laughs> at this level it's it's nothing bad it's just maintenance they're like well if they don't need it why are you giving it to them <laughs> well they, <laughs> so don't, they need don't quite yeah, i'm like that's that's the thing and so i was trying to justify why they need it but not saying that they're actually sore it's just the whole it's trying to explain something that they just don't understand whatsoever and i try to put it in terms of like a human which it gets a little complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but, that is yeah, complicated. So, so I do. I, I am trying to build uh, a 
some horses in training um, and some sale horses. So the one I have in training now, he actually, he is for sale. The, the owner does, would like to get rid of him. And I, I, I thought to myself, well, I think he could be a good eventer. So why don't I take a training at Lockmoy? There you go. This horse, this horse has never evented or seen a cross country fence. Oh, no. uh, he went around clear. So that, that nice. was good. Yep. That was a good sign. He loved it. So. <laughs> That's always good to come to the owner and say, hey, your horse is actually really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, it's like, well, let's see how he does a prelim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what's the next event? Let's see. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but, but uh, it's also been difficult because I've kind of been living in the States illegally until about – Two weeks ago, when I got my visa, oh, <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was um, hard for me to post and advertise that I've made a move and I'm open for training oh, and lessons and <laughs> yeah. So I've I've got my visa and now I'm legal. So now you know because it's true. Now it's all on Facebook and Instagram. Whereas you know trying to make a post. And post it in your local tax store doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And you you get no business from that. So posting online is the only way to go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Now I now I'm officially legal and able to <laughs> to advertise my uh, services. I N S will be coming down on you. Checking out on Facebook. I have to go get a social security number now. It's all official. She's a legit. I'm legit. I am legit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome to America. Oh, thanks. Legally. So much. <laughs> yeah, legally. Legally. Oh God. That's funny. That's funny. So the the what's the the so the future goals and plans for you? Um, like I, I on your website it says I'm going for the Pan Am and and Olympics. Is that still uh, in the sights? Yes, uh, it is absolutely. I mean, I think for anyone at this point where they are at in in the level of competition i think that's the goal for everyone isn't it you know as a uh, aspiring young rider i think that's really the goal and i think i have uh currently so my young horse who i think is top class he's just a bit young for this game cycle um i think he'll be good for the next cycle but I do have a horse that's currently, so he's at the two-star level. He could have been the three-star level, but this horse, let me tell you, he <laughs> he just does not give up, I have to say. He had two colic surgeries last year. Oh, wow. Man. Four days apart with an eight-foot resection. Uh, wow. And then he popped a hernia. Uh. And... Six months later, had to get another major surgery to put the hernia back in, and <sighs> there was no, uh, there wasn't enough muscle and tissue to close it up, so they had to do the hernia mesh. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! Yeah, so he's got the mesh in there. Um, then after that has all been cleared and whatnot, I brought him back into work. That was so. That was all of last year, and then I brought him to Florida. He was cleared to go back into work. Um, you know, this 2018 winter. And then he got scared of cows that got loose in <laughs> Florida. And he's like deadly afraid. And he jumped through the fence. Oh, oh my gosh. And managed to, I call this horse the could have been worse guy. Because he, <laughs> he, you know, the stitches are still healing. And he jumps through the fence and doesn't get his chest or his belly, but somehow gets the back of his leg. And I'm like, I don't even know how that you do that jumping a fence. But... <laughs> He managed, and luckily he needed a few stitches, but, you know, not life-threatening. And then he did a few shows, came out, and then 
you know, got stuck in the trailer with his back leg, got hung <sighs> up. You know, then just little things, but they add up. And I think to myself, like, God, this horse <laughs> is either pushing his limits or trying to commit suicide. And I don't know which one it is. Oh cause he, like I said, he and he just keeps coming out. And I have to say, he has never felt better wow. in his body and where he is right now. How about that? Yeah. Well, I think I have to say, I think I it's taught me quite a bit about. Um, you know, keeping him relaxed and supple in his body. Cause I think before I just kind of took it for granted almost and didn't do enough in my warmups and to keep him soft and relaxed. And I could have probably scored much better with him if I took the time. And right now I'm just thinking, God, this horse has been through so much. I'm assuming he's sore. I should take the time and warm him up properly. And it really is paying off. He has never felt better and wow. more relaxed and jumping better so it's definitely been a a, a test to my patience yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that will um, definitely test you for sure and just my want to be in the sport because every time i come and i see him like either down in a paddock or bleeding out of somewhere <laughs> i just think oh god damn again you do this again <laughs> so it's it's yeah, and he was at the vet the other day just for a simple hawk injection, and I think that the tranquilizer went in kind of further past his vein than oh. it needed to. This horse did not drop, but he got paralyzed. Oh, and no. Dr. Kent Allen, who has been around for many, many decades, has said he has not seen something like this happen ever. Oh. So, again, and, and then... You know, he woke up from it and he was perfectly fine. But <laughs> that's one more thing added to the list of oh my headaches. So, yeah, this horse has really tested me. But I think I I, I, I believe in this horse so, so much. And I think he I think he's a four-star horse. What's his and name? D.B. Cooper. D.D. Cooper. Yeah, D.B. Cooper. So D. if D. anyone – yeah, D.B. Cooper. If, if anyone knows actually the story of D.B. Cooper – uh, they would find it funny. Um, he was a man who basically uh, hijacked a plane and stole oh. millions of dollars and has, is nowhere to be found. The guy, he like parachuted out of yeah, the plane, right? Yeah, he parachuted right? out of it, yeah. So that's the, the horse is named after him. And <laughs> I think that's a test to his character. That's a classic <laughs> story. Yes, that is, I yeah. saw that on like travel yeah. channel or something yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah. like what was that care what's the show we watch um uh josh gates uh, oh, uh expedition unknown expedition unknown or something like that yeah he was they did a yeah. whole show yeah so that's i think that's definitely a test to did you name him that, his character i didn't he actually came with that name so. <laughs> that's a great name yeah oh. it, it, yeah i i i and people either think it's a cute name or they know the story and they go, yes. That, that <laughs> like I'm a magician. Like, Absolutely. That is classic. So are, are you um, – do you train with the Canadian – like are you part of like, the training list with Canada or how is um, that Well, you know what? Right now it's with the way – sorry to say with the way the wags have gone and whatnot. It, I think things have changed with the Canadian program. Um, just looking towards the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'm right now just focusing on like, because with Cooper, it's been such a journey this year and I haven't really had any major competitions until kind of this fall season. I'm just really keeping my head down and just trying gotcha. to make my horses go the best that they can 
to come out next year Smart. Uh, with good results. Um, you know, because I, I actually, I made a mistake in pushing myself and him to get to Bromont, and I having to fall at fence four, and I thought to myself, this is probably for the best because this horse was not ready to be here, and I was just so hung up in trying to be seen by selectors or, or you know, whatever you get in that mm-hmm. yeah. team spirit, and I, I just... It, and it wasn't a bad fall, and it was, you know, I probably could have kept going, but the horse, you know, he wasn't ready mentally or physically to be there. You know, looking back in where he is now, I'm thinking, wow, well, thank you, Cooper, for not jumping that fence because yeah. you're smarter than I am. So now, <laughs> now I'm, I'm really focusing on I, – I am sad. I am, I'm, I'm unfortunately not going to Fair Hill, and I'm sad to be missing that event, but I have some demons with Fair Hill. Um, to say the least, I've, I've been there four times and have not had a great go in the last four years. Oh no. Um, so, and just, just because this horse has been through so much and him and I together are just rebuilding back up, I, I decided to take him to the Virginia two star, um, just cause it, it, it is not fair hill. It's not as notorious. Um, but I just want to give him a great go and get his confidence back up in, in himself and in me actually as mm-hmm. a rider. Uh, so just, just so we can finish the season off positively and then come out next year and hopefully, um, move up to the advanced level and see where, where we are. That's awesome. Right. You know, you put 2018 behind you as a, as a major learning experience year. It sounds like. Absolutely. With all of the, with all the health issues and end of the, you know, yeah, that 2017 to 2018 kind of period has been testing, but definitely I think, hopefully in the end made me stronger. I want to say mentally. Yeah. Although, although every, every event with that horse is an emotional journey. <laughs> you, you know, it, like if something great happens, I'm all emotional. I'm like, Oh my God, he did it. <laughs> and then if something bad happens, I'm like, damn it, Cooper, you put me through so much. Just give me something. <laughs> so I think every event has been a test, but I'm, I'm hoping to put that behind us going into next spring and just really so i've been really focusing on on kind of myself and and you know each individual horse and just making my program more solid and you know building on my knowledge of you know vet care and and basic um kind of prep for upper level horses i find that that sometimes is lacking with young riders when they don't know how to prepare for such a big event so i'm really trying to build on creating a program that allows all my horses to be extremely prepared for all the CCIs that they go into. That sounds like Karen. What do you say? I think she sounds like she's on the right track. Yeah, right? I think so too. I think that's all. You have a very good attitude towards everything. That's, uh, you know, you have to with the horses. I think. If, you want, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you, if you want to make it in this sport, you, you can't be without a good attitude. I think you got to just laugh those things off. Oh, my horses hung up in the trailer. Let's just laugh it off. <laughs> uh, just what's the next, the next thing, but that's, that's well, it sounds like you're getting a lot of this stuff out of the way. So, and you're sticking with it and you're moving yeah. on. So it isn't like you're, you're letting it slow you down. So that's, that's no, uh, trying not to trying not to. That's, that's pretty uh, admirable for sure. Oh, yeah. So Dasha, you're going to be a Guinea pig. Okay. What do you say? You, are you up for this? You seem like I, a fun person. You seem like I, you're up for anything. I'm up for it. Okay. <laughs> so we're we don't have a name for this yet, Karen. What yeah, we, we gotta think it? of something. Something cool. Like it's way cooler than lightning round or mm-hmm. something something like that. 
and we're going to call it something, but Karen Annie's going to hit you, Dasha, with some with five some questions har- with some hard, hard hitting questions. So, okay. are you ready for this? I'm ready. All okay. right, and if you don't like the questions, blame it on Karen. This is Karen's. He actually came up with the question. So. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Let's move, let's move on from the blame train. <laughs> That's what 20, what, 25 years, 24 years of marriage. She's still blaming me. <laughs> All right. You ready? Yes. Okay. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, a lot. I have a lot of interests outside of riding. I like to ski, snowboard beach relax read dance anything but horses honestly <laughs> yeah wow there you go there yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> this karen does not fun fact karen does not like the snow ski <laughs> well i don't like to be cold but if i'm on a mountain, <laughs> it's okay it's bundle up and get down the slope. i'm not good at it and i hate not being good at something so <laughs> that's why i don't like it i hear you yeah <laughs> All right. Any good luck or superstition rituals before an event? I don't like to rely on superstitions because I feel like if I find one that works, I end up messing it up at the next event and then I blame it on that. So I try to just keep those away. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, if you could ride any horse, what, what who would it be? Oh, Teddy O'Connor. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. a nice. very good answer. Yeah. Our very first one, and it was a, the an yeah. awesome answer. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Teddy O'Connor, for sure. That was the coolest pony ever. Oh. Coolest pony ever. I uh, I think every time I ride a little horse and he doesn't jump quite as well, I'm like, damn it, Teddy could do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what an amazing pony. Uh, yeah. Dog or cat person? Dog, Dog, 100%. Good work, good work. Mm-hmm. All, right. <laughs> All right, last one. If you were not an inventor, what would you be? Uh, I think I would not be an athlete, and I would be in the corporate world, lawyer of some sort, living in a city. No, really? Smelling like poop. Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite of what we're doing. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. In this city, you said being like a lawyer? Is that yeah, I, I, I do find law interesting. I actually kind of put school on pause during this move and I think I probably will go back within the next year but I was studying business law um, okay. so I, I always I found law interesting and I always had this image of myself and you know a cute little <laughs> skirt suit outfit and heels and living in the city so complete opposite of what I'm doing now uh, but so I think that's what I'd be doing if I wasn't riding I think it's funny that you that the the, the job has to go with like the outfit you yeah, pick the outfit and then absolutely. you absolutely <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so funny, so funny. Uh, but that was fun. That was yeah. our first first yeah. time doing this, and I liked it. I thought that was fun. Yeah. That that was uh, that was not scary at all. No. <laughs> we had to toughen up the questions next yeah. guest. I think so. I think so. <laughs> so um if you could give any advice to a young rider wanting to make it in this business, uh what would you give? I think you have to be able to enjoy yourself and you know everyone says always like don't give up stick with it you know try try your best i agree a hundred percent with that but if you're not having fun i think you can either find it might not be eventing it might be a different discipline for you or just horses in general but you got to have fun doing it because 
if you're not having fun, then the bad days are going to be really, really bad. So you won't be able to see, you won't be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> uh, so I think if, if, if you truly love it, then you are in it. But if you find that you question how much you actually love what you're doing every day and getting up at six in the morning and cleaning poo out of a stall, <laughs> then, then this is not the discipline for you. And it, it, like I said, it might be the discipline. It might be just horses in general. Like I think you really just have to love it and, and, you know, don't take it too seriously, but also make sure you, you know, this is what you want to do. Like I try and, you know, if I have a bad day, I try to just step away for, from it for a few hours and take a breather and say, okay, well, it's not the end of the world. I'm still having fun. I still love what I'm doing so I can come back to it at the end of the day and finish my job. That's awesome. So, yeah, hmm. I think that's, uh, that's my two cents on it. Awesome. I think that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, I good. think so too. Awesome. Well, thanks for that, Dasha. The, uh, and and you're, you're so young, so you, I mean, your perspective is different than some people who are have been doing it for 25 years already, you know? But you've been through a lot just this past two years. Yeah, oh, my yeah, goodness. It's, it's been very testing. If you didn't enjoy it, clearly you would have just walked away, you know? I, I, mean? I think so. It's it, 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 When you're tested like that, I think it's so easy to leave if you don't truly love it. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the make or break it point. For sure. That's awesome. So um, we always try to like highlight any sponsors. We know mom and dad, big time supporters <laughs> oh, of you. Yeah. But do you yeah. have any product sponsors that are behind you helping keep everything outfitted? Yes, I do. I have some great people on my team. Um, my biggest one would be Forestier Saddles and James Daniel Connor. Uh, I definitely have found a huge difference in in the way my horses go and the way I feel in the pack with the the saddles, which I'm really loving. And it's great for me because James Daniel is my next door neighbor. So he can pop by and really? fit my saddles for me. Yep. He lives just down the road. So that's very convenient. For he me. really came on the scene. I, I mean, I, I don't know about the rest of the country or, but uh, uh, in the area too, and the yeah. whole East coast, he really, uh, I mean, when he, he – I think it was maybe Great Meadow two years ago, I think, was the first time I saw yeah. him set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, boom, it just you just see his saddles everywhere now. It's amazing. He's he's really great, and he really jumped on Forestier as a – because they're a brand that's been around forever, but they really worked on rebranding themselves and, and just focus on a couple of different models versus what they had before, which was, you know, way too many to count and, you know, when you have that many uh, models, you can't possibly be doing everything right, mm-hmm. I find. So they've really condensed it to a couple of models, and they make, you know, they're so great. I, I really, really enjoy working with them. Yeah, and he seems um, like a pretty fun fella. Oh, God, he's he's a little too much fun at times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said we're next to our neighbors, but I, I, we try not to spend every weekend with him. Uh, you can only yeah. have so many happy hours with him, right? <laughs> Yes, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I also have uh, California Custom Bonnets, and, you know, they're such good quality bonnets. I find, like, I can wash them after every event, and they don't rip. Wow. Yeah, so Lacey Storms of that company, she's really great, and she's so great to work with, and she'll do any custom design on it you want. And I um, I really appreciate all, all, all that she's made for me because they're just – they're gorgeous. I have to say, my horses have very bad forelocks, so I can't really braid them. It looks like a little feather, so putting a bonnet on really just makes that big of a difference. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then uh, Stuart Simcoe of CS Simcoe Belts. Um, he he actually just jumped on the fashion world industry in like New York Fashion Week. Some models were wearing his belts, so he's he's I think he's from North Carolina. He's just he's such a great guy, and he will you know again uses such good quality leather, and and the pigmentation that they use on the leather is just beautiful. How do you meet um, a guy like that? Like, how do you meet a belt leather <laughs> fashion week belt guy? So actually, I was working with Athletics before, and uh, I think they knew him from working with him before. So <laughs> I was introduced through the company, and then I stopped working with them um, a couple of years ago, and I just kept in contact with him when I went off and kind of doing my own. Like, I try to reach out to sponsors by myself. Um, I have a kind of a sponsor packet that I had made up and I just emailed them. And so I just kept in contact and made sure to let him know that, you know, I'm not no longer working with that company, but I, I really like to continue working with him because I really liked him. But he's, you know, he's, he's a really, he's a really good guy and makes really nice products. So awesome. I highly recommend him. They're very fashionable. And then um, <laughs> I have stock tie and Amanda Mayrose. So she does like custom ties and, I, I got introduced to her at uh, the Kentucky Horse Park doing like the little training three day a couple of years ago and I didn't have a stock tie and she's just one of those fun bubbly people that I walked up to and she's like will you model the stock tie for me and it, I'm like absolutely if I you know let's work together and I'll do it for you and we just did a cute little photo shoot for her new stock ties and she's a new company um, that just came out onto the scene and so I did a fun little shoot for her and she said, hey, let's work together. And I'm like, absolutely. I love these. So she does fun, like Canadian flags, U.S. flags, different colors. Then she's got the classics. So she's got a mixed bag of things. And I think that's a, definitely a way to show your personality in the ring. Wow. Use, yeah, with a stock tie. And uh, real uh, women ride hairnets. I have to say, I hate having your hair down. <laughs> I know that's a new thing from the jumper world yeah. that I find in the eventing world. I hate it. Definitely a pet pet peeve. You're not you're not you're not a fan of the ponytail sticking down. No, I really not. I I never found it. I also I think for me, high when in high humidity and you get sweaty, I don't know how that can feel good (laughs) for anyone. So I like a clean clean look. So uh, yeah, the the hairnet sponsor is definitely a a winner for me because I go through them ridiculously fast. Uh, yeah, and then I get help from Eco Golden Free Jump Stirrups. So they give me a discount um, uh, on, you know, good. I, I buy so many products from them that they they help me out because I kind of got in contact with them yeah. kind of late in the year where the sponsors were already picked for the following year. Um, but they were kind enough to offer me help uh, just as an up-and-coming rider. That's so awesome. I really appreciate that. I, I, I think a lot of companies are willing to do that just if you reach out to them. Um, and I think people don't, which is kind of a shame because really companies are looking, you know, with getting a good discount, they're making more money from it. Like I will be buying the products that I believe in and I love and use every day. And the fact that I get a little help from them is just that much more incentive for me to buy more from them. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
I think that's a fantastic idea, and I think it's great that you mentioned them, even though they're not like a full-on sponsor. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, 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 I got. I, I absolutely love Eco Gold. I don't know an inventor who doesn't. Yeah. You know, and uh, and free jump stirrups have really been vital in changing the way I ride it, my jumping position. It, everything has has changed. So I really, I, I, I wrote it the, with them at uh, Bromont, and because. Uh, the free jump uh, ambassadors were there and I was like, well, can I try a pair before I buy them? And they were kind enough to let me do show jumping in them. And I have to say, I've never felt such a difference from wow. that product. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, and the fact that they have custom colors too, is just that little, you know, Put a little cherry bit your... on top. Yeah. Cause you... you can, you can just customize it to yourself and your colors as we Avengers like to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, I mean, I just keep going back to the that you chose the occupation off of the outfit that you wear for it. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking outfits the, are a big thing, okay? <laughs> I just think it's so funny. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I like. It. I think it's funny. I mean, me. Yeah. I'm a guy who has like two pairs of blue jeans. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a big old no. fat dude. No, no. Come on. Are they at least different color blues? Yeah, they're different color blues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> slightly different shade yeah uh, so do you have any uh social media or website for our listeners to follow you on yeah so my website is just dash eventing.com and then i'm on instagram and facebook dash ivan deva and um you can find me on there and i try to keep up with it i do suffer from the classic rider problem where we don't post <laughs> for a couple of weeks and then it's you know a ton of posts in one weekend because <laughs> i feel like i need to catch up but yeah i try to keep up with that uh, instagram like- more than facebook that's for sure yeah I yeah think. yeah but i think i i, I mean I, I follow you and on instagram and and uh, I, I don't know i good stuff on there you gotta get a picture of you, like in with the, like say, here, this is what real vendors do, and go in there with the pitchfork and show yourself yeah. working. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I tr- you know, I try not to do it all about riding. Like I said, I do have other hobbies, so we try to show all sides of your personality and your personal life. I know a lot of riders don't think that's very professional, but I, I, I think quite the opposite. I think your followers want to see the real you. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I think so too. That's why we do this whole podcast thing. Yeah, try to absolutely. Show more than just, you know, the riding. Yeah, and we think it's important that people, a rider, can. I think there's definitely a connection when people can hear someone's voice, Karen. What mm-hmm. don't you think so? Oh, yeah. And and um, you know when, when we go to shows, people look serious. I mean, I've seen you at shows, and I've never approached you, but maybe here in this, there might be that fan out there that might be more. Uh, it might be a fan out there that would have otherwise not approached you because they didn't, you know, they didn't know what how you were, you know. And now Wait, I, I agree. I agree 100. percent It shows if a person was personable or not, and you know how they speak about things really yeah. shows their character. Yeah. I mm-hmm. highly believe that. Yeah. And we've had I, people tell us now that they've had we've had, we've helped sell a horse, Karen. We've yep. got a couple people going to do some training with mm-hmm. different riders now because of this interviews that. They were introduced through this podcast, so yeah, we're trying. No, to- it's a great thing you guys are doing. It's yeah. it's it's definitely much needed, I think, in in the the sport and where it's headed. Oh well, thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure to appreciate that. Well, Karen, Annie, I think Dasha has said it all. Yeah, I think so. This is I awesome. Think so. <laughs> it was so good to get to know you. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, man. Hopefully you guys approach me the next time you see me, now that I live in Area 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're up, we're outside of Fair Hill, so I guess you said we're not going to see you at Fair no, Hill, right? No, I, I won't be going to Fair Hill, unfortunately. But we'll be but. down in Virginia. Oh, perfect. perfect. I won't be. Oh, Karen will be I'll there. be there. Karen's People flying out. solo. Karen, Karen's uh, carrying the torch solo that weekend. So. Well, hopefully, Karen, I can meet you. Yeah, I'll, I'll look out for you. <laughs> we'll be rooting yeah. for you down there. So you guys got to get a selfie together, okay? okay. That's the Absolutely. mission. Okay. That's the mission. Okay, okay. awesome. That's the mission. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dasha, thank you so much, and it was great to get to know you. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to subscribe to Major League Eventing's podcast and give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can always contact us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com. Cheers. <laughs>